Hey everybody, it's Mrs. Gillespie. And Mr. Hosini. Welcome to today's episode of In the Middle Of. Every day, we're going to give you a different scenario that you might find yourself in the middle of. So, sit back, get comfortable, pour yourself a nice cup of coffee. Or just grab some fruit. And here we go. Good afternoon, everybody. And good afternoon, Mrs. Gillespie. Good afternoon. Today we're going to talk about kind of a rocky subject. Ooh, and a ro- I like what you did there. <laughs> and, and a rolly subject. <laughs> because we're going to talk about what it's like for, for people um, being in the middle of a boat ride. I was going to make some um, joke about how there was going to be waves of emotion that may come oh, over you. Oh, that's grown. Uh, <laughs> The, the reason I so hilarious, hilariously started it with that is because for me, boats equal the feeling that happens in my body when I'm on a boat mm. and it's not always good. Mm. So I guess I'll, I'll start out by asking, what is it like for you in the middle of a boat ride? Well, I get terribly seasick. So that does seem strange considering one of my favorite forms of vacation is a cruise. And, you know, I live on an island, so I've been on lots of boats. But I definitely get um, get quite seasick. It is actually the only form of, like, transportation sickness. I don't get car sick. I can read in the car all the time. I'm not going to get sick on a crazy ride at Disneyland or Six Flags, but put me in a boat. And you'll feel it? Oh, Have yeah. you ever felt it on a plane? Nope. Hmm... I felt it in all of them. Cars, whatever, roller coasters, uh-huh. rides, planes. boats, planes. Yeah, so there's obviously something different about the rocking motion of a boat that's that's slightly different than all those other things. Mm. I have, however, discovered that a half of a children's bonamine is perfect. It takes Is that the, like gravel? Yeah. Takes the edge off without making you crazy. And the reason I don't do gravel is because I had a terrible boat ride gravel gravel experience. What happened? So, well, let me take you back in time. The year is 1997. Ancient times. Ancient times. The location is in between Port-au-Prince, Haiti, okay. and a tiny little island off the coast of Haiti called Ila Vache, which if you have been keeping up on your French, you will know means Island of Cow. <laughs> and we were down in Haiti doing some missions work and traveling um, to this very small island where we were going to stay for a couple of days and do some work over there. And so we actually started in a bit of a bigger boat, but by bigger, I mean like Larger rowboat-ish, but like 20 of us in there maybe. Is there a guys. motor on it? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. But my my recollection of the trip is fuzzy. We'll get to that. I was going to say, you're going between islands. There has to be a motor on it. Not in a third world country there, does I actually, I also don't know anything about Because we actually boats. transferred from this large boat to a actual dugout tree stump that a few of us at a time that they paddled us to shore where all the naked villagers stood to welcome us. It was crazy. It was like something out of a National Geographic magazine. But on this initial boat ride, um, it was very rough. And because we were 
out and in between islands and a bit more open and not I yeah I don't know if there was a, a motor but not moving fast enough to account for some of the rocking motion so I took gravel and learned that gravel gives me almost a bit of an out-of-body experience like I do not react well so I don't actually remember that much I remember taking the gravel I remember it was very very hot you know mid 30s 40 degrees and so we're out in this open boat and so I remember taking the gravel and sitting between my mom and Chris and laying down kind of on my mom's lap with like a, a t-shirt over my head like they were trying to keep me in the shade because how old were you uh 17 okay um yeah, 16, just before I turned 17. Because, And spoiler alert, I'm pale. So um, I burn <laughs> fairly easily. So being in the open for the transportation, the couple hours we were on this boat was not good for me anyway. And I just remember like feeling like the world was happening around me and I couldn't quite focus on it. And then I kind of like, I don't know, fell asleep, passed out something. I remember waking up partway through and sort of, popping my head up and asking like where are we what is happening and both my mom and Chris sort of their look at each other being an alarmed sort of like she is not all here sort of reaction so I could only gauge from their reaction yeah. that I maybe wasn't making total sense or being normal so you may not have said the words that you thought you said <laughs> maybe not and then I kind of passed out again for a while and then woke up as we were being transferred to that island but I, I've only taken gravel maybe one other time other than that, and I, I find the same thing. Like, it takes me two or three days to kind of recover, and in the moment, I am so tired oh, and man. so, yeah, out of body. It's, it's crazy. So I don't really take gravel. Mm. So now it's I good. deal with the seasickness a little bit. Oh, well, it's good that you learned that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Before, could you imagine taking gravel, like as a mom with kids and then taking it in a situation like that, yes. that would not be would nice. Would not be good, would not be good. I figured out early on for me that gravel worked. And I don't know how old I was when I realized I got car sick a lot and there was this thing called gravel and I could take it. So I remember uh, on one trip, and if anyone in my family is listening, they might remember it better, but on one trip, knowing that I might not feel good, so I was gonna take some gravel and then I think I told my brother, I, we were, I was little, in mm. elementary school, I think I told my brother about it and then got some gravel for him and gave it to him too. So You were I just was, like handing it out. I was dispensing it, but <laughs> I, I would do it and it would just make me fall asleep and it was wonderful. You know what it reminds me of? When, was it Stefan who brought melatonin to the camp out and gave it to all the kids in his tent? Yes, all of the grade six boys yes. in his tent. It was a stroke of genius at the same time. Kind of hilarious. Yes. So anyway, for me, gravel worked. I'm sorry it didn't work for you. I wish, though, that I had gravel on... So I, like I said, I get car sick. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we were, my wife and I were overseas, we went on a trip to Bali and went on this tiny little boat. And right away, I, my thought was, I, this isn't a good idea. I knew I wasn't going to feel good. Smaller and, the boat, the bigger the problems. And and there they, they were dugout canoe boats mm -hmm. with a motor on the back, mm -hmm. but they were super skinny. So if you just imagine sitting down in a boat and and having maybe a hand width on either side. like That's, that's like the little ones that we went from the bigger small boat to the island. Okay. Like single file. Yes. Like 
crazy. And that's what it felt like. I'm yeah. sure it was actually bigger than that, but that's what my memory, um, that's, that's what I feel like the size was. And so we were going out for a dolphin watching tour and they, you, you get in the boat early, early, early in the morning. And then they, um, you kind of jet out from shore to way out to look for where these dolphins are. And, and I assume these guys were on radios and they're talking to see, and then you know you congregate where the dolphins are so all the tourists can see them. So we were out there probably, I don't think it took long, I think it was less than 10 minutes and I started feeling it. And we weren't even close to where we were going. Oh, it, was, it was Celeste and I and another couple in there, and then the guy driving the boat. And so early on, and I just said to Celeste, um, so, and the, the other couple, I believe, were in front of us. So they were in the front of the boat. And then it was Celeste and I and then the, the guy driving. So early on, I said to her, this is not good. I'm not feeling good. And of course, she doesn't. She's like, well, what can we do? Yeah. Just 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 do your best and deal with it. And 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 so I, I was just like, OK, I'm just going to swallow it. I'm just going to be tough. I'm going to get through it. And I was just getting worse and worse oh. and worse. And it's one of those feelings that when you barf, you don't feel any better. No. And so I, I, I turned to the boat driver. I'm going to get the story mixed up a little bit. Anyways, I turned to the boat driver. I said, I need to go back to shore now. We still weren't anywhere near the dolphins. And we could see other boats going around and, and we could see where they were going. And I said to him, I need to go back now. But it was so loud that people in the front couldn't hear any of this conversation. So I just said, I need to go back now. And he could see how awful I looked. Yeah. I remember Celeste took a picture of me. She said, you were green. Your oh. skin was the color green. And so he could see how bad I was. So he turned the boat around. And the people at the front, this like, couple, what the heck? they're like, where? are we going and and I remember him saying like we can't find the dolphins but he he saved me he did something he protected your pride with your friends like he no so they weren't even our friends they oh, were, it, was it was another like couple another, I have so no they idea who they were no that the reason you that turned, turned around, around was because you were sick. No. And so Did he, they still have to pay for this dolphin excursion? We paid before we got on. And so then he turned around and they're they're bummed because we didn't get to see any dolphins and I didn't care about any of it. <laughs> and I couldn't wait for us to go get back to shore. And the length of time it took, I felt like we were hours out <laughs> of, of course we weren't yeah. but we got back to shore I jumped out and I just lay down on the beach and there was these these like old gristled fishermen sitting up there by their boats under the trees laughing at me because I came they could see just how awful oh. looking I was and how sick I was I don't remember if if the guy took the couple back out and they went out but we didn't get to see dolphins that day and we didn't but I got on another boat not too long after that and it was the exact same thing we went out um we made friends with a guy there and he was running his own under the table tourist <laughs> thing so he borrowed a buddy's boat and took us out snorkeling and i felt so awful on that didn't you learn like you didn't take anything we're in a foreign country i didn't know where to go mm -hmm. and find gravel or to find anything for that so little boats yeah. in, the, in the middle of the boat for me is just awful i don't like going on small no. boats and I'll I've, go on a ferry, and that's about it. Yeah, and that's where I find too. Unless you get one of those big, like, rolling days on the ferry, the big rolling waves yeah. in there, or on a couple of cruises, we've had ones where it's been very rough, and then it's it's not so good for me. But I think probably, other than the time in Haiti, the only other time I really remember was the one and only significant sailing trip I went on. Um, 
good friends of the family growing up, Gordon Sandy, their last name was Smoker, so I'm going to keep referring to them as the Smokers, but that's because that was their name. Not their occupation. Not their occupation or their pastime yeah. or, you know, unhealthy habit. They could be meat smokers. <laughs> they could be. Anyway, so we were on the Smokers Could you boat. imagine like, <laughs> a business and it's just called Smoker Smokehouse or Smokers Smoking or The Smokers? Well, if any of you are listening right now, Brendan, James... Gord, Sandy. I know no one has suggested this to you in your whole no, life. No, I'm sure no one's ever made a joke about the fact that your last name is Smoker or oh, thought that you could And I'm not trying that. to make a joke. No, but I'm use totally that as a, as a witty yes. uh, title. So anyway, okay, we were on their sailboat and we were sailing with them up to Malibu, the Young Life camp, kind of up, uh, off the coast in the Princess Louise Inlet and spent a couple of days sailing up there. I don't remember all of the places we stopped. I know we stopped at a few different um, places to kind of stay overnight. I had to be probably about 13, maybe. And so as we are sailing, we hit rough weather a couple of times. Now, I don't remember how rough, probably not that rough, but windy, which is a sailor's dream. I just remember the feeling of looking at the railings on the sailboat the boat being so far tipped over that the railings were in the water. Yee. And first of all, psychologically, I'm thinking, this is terrible. Boats are not just supposed to do this. Yeah. Like, and I felt so awful. And so because I felt awful, you shouldn't be below deck. So then you've got to be up on deck, which was terrifying because it was tilted over so far. So if you're below deck, are you standing on the wall when it's like that? I don't know anything about sailboats. I don't know. Okay. It sounds awful. It was awful. I'm getting the mouth sweats listening to this story. <laughs> so then because you can't be on the, the, like near the railing that's tilted really down close to the water, you're on the railing that's kind of like up really high. And I remember being over on that side, just like kind of leaned over the railing, just thinking like, I'm going to barf, I'm going to barf, I'm going to barf. I hate this. And I remember James. So smokers have three kids. James is the middle one. I think... He's five years younger than me, maybe. So if I was 13, he, he had to be about seven or eight years old. And I remember him being next to me and being like, it's okay, Shannon. Like, you're going to be okay. And I was literally like, this is the best thing ever. I'm needing to be consoled by a seven or eight year old who is helping me realize that sailing is safe and I'm going to be okay. And he was on the boat all the time. So they were used to it. And I was just like, I am not having any of this. No, no part of that was fun for me. So I learned early on sailing. Not, not for you. Nope. Um, well, I, another situation that I was in, in a boat that, um, this is a, another foreign country boat experience, was that um, shifty things can happen on a boat mm. and in the middle of a boat ride. So we were in Hong Kong and we were getting ready to go to Macau. And there is, I can't remember the name of this boat, but it is like a, it's a passenger ferry and it's some sort of turbo jet. It's called something like okay. that. And so it, it's, you go to the, fer the ferry terminal, you pay, you walk down this long hall hallway and you get to the waiting area. And so when we traveled, we never made plans. We just saw something that we wanted to do, looked up how to do it, and then went and did it. We didn't make a bunch of plans ahead of time. Right. So as we were the day before reading about the how to get over to Macau, we found that we could take this, this um, ferry uh, turbojet thing. And so I was reading 
reviews on it and people talking about it and deep down in the descriptions and, and people's comments, they said something about be careful for the scam. So I was like, well, this sounds really interesting. <laughs> so I started reading and reading. And so what it said is what people do, some people, is that you buy your ticket and then you start walking down the hallway and someone will just walk up, like sidle up beside you and come and say, um, can I see your tickets? And you show them your tickets and they, they act like they're all official and they say, okay, um, I'm the one that takes your tickets, let me take it. And then you just go down this hallway and then turn and then go to the waiting area. And totally official-like. And then they make off with your tickets no to way. resell them or to do something with them. And then you can't get on the boat. And so I was like, that's crazy. I can't remember when that comment was written. And I assumed that must be, must have happened a long time ago. Cause this day and age, and again, <laughs> this day and, yeah, age. and that's 10 years ago, like <laughs> there's no way something like this could happen. But imagine if you have ridden BC ferries, it's the same situation. Yeah. You go and buy your ticket and in the hallway to the waiting area, right. someone comes and scams you out of your ticket. It, that would never happen. You assume. And so then I just assumed it was something like that because we had we were on the island before and right. I thought it was like the ferry. So anyways, we all buy our tickets and I'm telling, because Celeste was there and other friends, I'm telling them about it and they kind of laugh about it. And we're, we start walking down this hallway and then someone comes out of a doorway and just says, can I see your tickets? And we say, no, thank you. And we kept on walking. But we could have been no. totally scammed out of our tickets and Did never... Did part of you wonder when you were saying no, thank you, if that person was official and you were supposed to show them your tickets? I didn't care. I was just like, <laughs> I read that this is a scam. But I do remember that feeling of like, what, what am I... if... What yeah. if? And I just thought, I'm just walking. I'm going to keep going to the waiting area and I'm going to get, I'm going to find somebody that is at the booth. And if they said, why didn't you give them your tickets? Right. They'll say, oh, I don't know. I, I thought it was a scam or I read this or, right. or whatever, but we just kept going, but we almost got scammed out. Crazy. We ne never would have made it over to Macau. Thank goodness for your deep internet research. Hey? The, ni the night before. The night before. Yeah. Doesn't uh, matter how early you prepare. You were prepared. Yes. Uh, I was prepared for that. Um, and, and so I've got lots of friends that have, who am I kidding? I don't have lots of friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know people, <laughs> I know people with boats, or at least I know people whose parents and families have boats. So I know that boating is a big thing yeah. to a lot of people and it never was to my family. No. We, I grew up on land, on, on land yes, but in the Okanagan. We're land people. Yeah. Um, in the Okanagan, we had, we had a small trout farm that my dad started and so we had these ponds. So, I mean, we were in and around water and we had a little lake in our town and a river, but never in like in, in a place where people just had boats and boats were common so i didn't grow up around boats but i know that boats are huge for a lot yeah, of yeah i don't know i just feel like a lot of bad stories happen on boats right there's the whole sickness thing there's the whole i mean i've read statistically that the easiest way to commit murder and get away with it is to kill somebody on a cruise ship what <laughs> i mean if it says it on the internet because there's just so much suspicion like how like the body just goes missing if I, you wait forever before anyone would notice that they're even gone. Like no one takes your attendance every day. Well, it could be six days ago that your spouse <laughs> pushed you off the balcony 
And nobody knows. I mean, I don't know how real this is, but I've also watched Anne of Green Gables and you know her laying in that boat reciting poetry and there's always a hole in the boat and she almost drowns mm. and then she has to hang on for dear life on the pilings of the bridge and then Gilbert has to come save her and she needs to swallow her pride. But I'm just saying, <laughs> sometimes not good things happen in boats. But I'm sure there are people out there where wonderful things for them happen in boats. Great family times, yeah. fishing. I'm not a fisherman or a fisher person, I don't, it's so like fishing on a boat isn't big, but for some people that is their life's passion. Totally. So I know that for some people in the middle of being on a boat is the best place in the world. Mm. Um, just not here for us right now. It's a good thing we don't live on an island. It, yes, yes, no. <laughs> So uh, if you're one of those people who we've just totally offended by saying boats are horrible yeah, and they make you sick good boat and, and you get scammed on boats and, and there's potential for, for murder. murder on boats <laughs> or even worse, potential for poetry on boats. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Titanic taught us everything we need to know. But think about who, think about if there was never boats. And no oh, well, one ever invented boats. And I do go on boats. But yes, I'm sure our listeners have wonderful boat stories. We want to hear them. We want to hear boat stories and also boat theories. So I, so yes. let's see. Well, I don't know where your boat theory idea is mm. going, but mine is if boats were never invented, what would life be like right now? Mm. And, and so then assume also airplanes weren't invented well, and you can't travel around the world. I think boats also are wrapped in mystery and intrigue, right? Sunken boats, mm, treasures, yeah. all those sort of things. Okay. I just started watching Outer Banks and there's a boat that's under... Boats! It's where it's at. That's <laughs> <laughs> where it's at. <laughs> okay, I do like boats. I'm not always a fan of being on a boat. And I'm a little bit of a wimp sometimes. And sometimes it's like someone's driving a boat and they're going super fast. And you're like, do you actually know how to pilot this boat? Because I have no idea. Well, they don't. They captain the boat. So that's part of the problem. They're piloting the boat. So then I just need to calm down a little bit. You need to find out if they've got the right number of stripes. Are they as good as Captain Lee? I guess that's the big question. That's where we'll leave you. Give us some boat stories if you have them. We'd love to hear them. You can find us on Instagram at In The Middle Of Podcast or on our Facebook page, In The Middle Of. That's it for us today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Enjoy your boat rides. 